Blues Kimba? I got Kimba! I'm addicted to Kimba. What's a Kimba? Hi, Kimba. Hi there, me, Kimba. Radio broadcast episode 22, The Greatest Thing You'll Ever Learn. This week, mark the passing of Eddie Van Halen, a strong blow to the rock world. Many of us grew up on Van Halen, and, and even the pop world, he did do the solo on Beat It. There's that. He was only 65 years old, and my heart broke reading Wolfgang's post about how he couldn't believe that he was writing those words. And I, I only wish I didn't understand quite as well as I do. The last radio broadcast, episode 21, I spoke with two listeners who spent quite a bit of time as part of my show via phone calls. I had someone else who was an integral part of the program, my dad, or as I called him on the air, Dadba. I mentioned him in episode two, where I speak of my love for music and from whence it came. <laughs> and I talk about Dadba in episode 10 and his unexpected passing and how that same year, all of my Steven Tyler and Aerosmith dreams came true. Well, maybe not all. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. October 11th would be my dad's 85th birthday. And when he passed, he was four years younger than Eddie Van Halen. October 11th is also the date in 1987 that I got my first on-air job at Zeta. It was part-time. It was weekend. So it was overnight Sunday. This is only the second time in those 33 years that I have not been working on air when this anniversary has come. And it's bittersweet in a slew of ways. My dad was so proud of me. He put a Zeta license plate on the front of his van and he went and got little sticky letters and put Kimba's dad on the license plate that was on the front of the car. And then he would also, he'd wear Zeta shirts, but he would stencil my name on the back or Kimba's dad on the back. And when people would come up to him and say, are you really Kimba's dad? And he would say yes. Again, because no internet back then, no one knew what I looked like. They would ask him, do you have a picture of her? And I, I would come to find out later that he would show them my high school senior photo. <laughs> I was like, dad, no, let me get you a better shot. How, how about that? <laughs> That's the only one I had in my wallet. Okay. I also used to put him on the air a lot. I wanted to share some of those calls. Most of these were not planned. I would just call him and ask him something to get his reaction. Now, he knew that I was working and that I was on the air. So after the first couple, he realized I'm calling him. I'm going to put him on the air. But even still, even though he knew, he did not disappoint He'd deliver every time. He sounded like an old Italian curmudgeon. Maybe that's because that's what he was. And frugal, very frugal. Not only will you hear him on occasion talk about how much things cost or free food, or you'll also be able to tell by the sound of his super crappy phone. <laughs> this was before and in the beginnings of cellular. So he he didn't even have a cell phone. It was a landline. And the, he just bought such a cheap phone that it just sounded horrible. <laughs> and I will begin, since it would be his birthday, with a call I made to him for his birthday. My dad's birthday, and he lives in town, so I figured, yeah, he's kind of a ham. Let me call him up and wish him a happy birthday on the air. 
Give him some air time. Hello? Hello, Dadba. Well, hello, Kimba. How are you? I'm just fine. Calling up to wish you a happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. Now, actually, I was thinking of maybe for your birthday, I would like sing you a little song in honor of your birthday. You're kidding. I know your voice. Forget it. That was planned. I did give him a heads up and told him what I wanted to do, but I still think it worked. And I also called him on Father's Day. My name is Kimba Father's Day weekend, and who? I got my dad on hold here because, well, Dad, I, I want to ask you a question. You do. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> oh, already. Fairly certain that this call happened after a, a listener called and was begging me to curse over the air. So I beeped something out. And then this one was a little more planned where I had my dad call to scold me, if you will, for cursing on the air. And we made a deal. So if I play some butthole surfers, I'll be okay. Right. You'll let everything slide. Don't forget it. Well, no matter what anybody says about you, Dad, you're all right. That's for sure. Are you going to go see him in concert? Oh, why not? <laughs> They're playing with the toadies. Oh, terrific. Yeah, August 10th at the sunrise. So I expect you to be right there in the front row. Well, they play some Dean Martin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, butthole surfers it is. You got it. Love you. Thanks, Dad. Bye. I have mentioned in several radio broadcasts that I would often joke when people would ask me what I looked like, I would say, Harry Roadkill, which prompted a call from a listener and then my dad. My name is Kimba. People call you and ask you what they look, what you look like, and you say like Harry Road and stuff. Yes, I do. No, you don't, man. I saw you in Ocean Drive. Schwing, you are a babe. Uh, well, then that could just mean that you're attracted to Harry Roadkill. You realize that? No, I mean <laughs> you are a babe. That's very kind of you. Thanks. Thanks, Dad. What? Oh, I know it's you, Mister Man of a Thousand Voices. Kimba. Yeah. This is Dad, bro. <laughs> it really is, Dad. How are you? It's me, all right. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Oh, not much. But speaking of uh, Harry Roadkill, yeah, that's from your mother's side of the family. <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah. No. In 1996 NHL Eastern Conference Finals, it, Florida Panthers against the Pittsburgh Penguins. My dad is originally from Pittsburgh. If you didn't catch the accent yet, so I call him to see who he was rooting for, knowing full well what the answer would be. If you're really not a big hockey or even a big sports fan, I can relate. I can't. As a matter of fact, to define hockey or sports indifference, I'm going to make a call to a relative. See how well I know this man. Hey, hello. Hello, Senor Dadba. Yes, Senor Dadba. <laughs> you think I recognize your voice? <laughs> I was trying to disguise it. I have a question for you. Sure. Due to the fact that you're from Pittsburgh, yeah, but you've spent most of your time living down here, yeah. And the game, the big game, the seventh final game against the Penguins and the Panthers are tomorrow night. Who do you go for? I don't really give a damn. <laughs> That's the answer. Yes. <laughs> well, I really don't. But yeah, I know. <laughs> but just bear with us, freaks. Okay, Dad. Also 1996, the holiday craze was Tickle Me Elmo. When it came to pop culture, <laughs> didn't always know what was going on, but wanted to find out if you had any clue about that. Me, Kimba. So this whole Tickle Me Elmo phenomena, you know what? I'm just going to call the guy who's in authority well on pretty much everything. My dad. Dadba will know about Tickle Me Elmo. I just know it. I can feel it. He knows everything. Hello? Okay, if I said Tickle Me Elmo... What would you say? How the hell would I know? That's Who the it. hell is Elmo anyway? You're a beautiful man. <laughs> oh, Elmo. Oh, Tickle Me Elmo. The, the doll. 
The one they can't find anywhere. <laughs> How the hell can you tickle me? You can't find them. I don't have the ear on this one, but uh, a listener called for help and tried to get his dad on the phone to talk to me. I decided to enlist my dad for help with this listener. And there's somebody on the phone who needs my help? I wonder if you could do me a favor. You think you could tell my father to let me go see Marilyn Manson? You can't imagine why Dad wouldn't want you there. Mm, seriously. Well, how old, are, how old are you? I'm 14. My name's Roger. Here, I, talk to him. I can't even get into my own father. <laughs> Dad, come on. Here. Come on, this is a celebrity. Uh, he doesn't want to talk to you, Kim. Apparently not. Call my dad and ask him if you can go. All right. Hey, hello? Hi there. Well, hi, darling. I got a question for you. Dude. This kid named Roger called me, and he's 14, and he wants to go to the Marilyn Manson concert, and his father won't let him, and he wanted me to talk to his father, but his father wouldn't get on the phone with me, so I said, I'll call my father and ask him if Roger can go to the concert. Well, like hell. 14 years old? What's this world coming to? <laughs> Pretty soon he'll want to go to the beach to go to one of those rave uh, clubs. Why don't we just lock him up? Yeah, that's a better idea. <laughs> Throw the key away to boot. Always a pleasure, Dad. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Love you. This phone call happened around February 11th, 1997, because that's the date of the single being released. So I either called him on that day or very soon after. And a month later, he was gone. New Aerosmith, the CD's coming out mid-March. You know, I just, I thought, I wonder if my father knows there's a new Aerosmith. You know, he should know these kind of things. I like to call him up. Knows what a big fan I am. Let's see what Dad thinks about new Aerosmith. Goes the phone. Hello. <laughs> it does, does it? Yeah. Hi there. Hi. I wasn't sure if you'd heard yet, so I wanted to be one of the first to tell you. You know, the new Aerosmith song is out. New? Er- you mean that dumb old man is making, still making <laughs> rock and roll stuff? Stop that. He oh. should instead of rock and roll, he should be in a rocking oh, chair. Oh yeah. All right. All right. It's it's not only is it brand new, but it's got a very enticing title. It's called Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees. It's hard on her knee, yeah. Kissing a woman with a beard, too. Oh, gee, your hair smells terrific. <laughs> I know you want to hear it. Uh, oh, yeah. I actually spoke with Dad hours before he fell ill. This was March 4th of 1997. So we got this concert. You two tickets are going on sale uh, Saturday morning, Saturday. and they're not even coming here till November. Tickets cost thirty-seven fifty and fifty-two fifty. And they're not coming till November. That's correct. So they think it's going to take them that long to sell the tickets. Or... <laughs> I don't know. What do you, I, have you ever paid fifty-two fifty? You should know better and ask me a question like that. <laughs> For fifty-two fifty, I want to see ten concerts. You want to be in the band. <laughs> Not only do I want to see 10, I want to have a free meal with each one. Jeez. <laughs> I knew the food would come in somewhere. <laughs> I had no idea that that would be the last time I spoke to my father. But it turned out that it was. And there are no words to describe that time. What happened if you lost somebody close to you? If you have, you you know. And if you haven't, you don't. I came back to work uh, a couple of days after his passing, and I didn't remember these. I know I haven't listened to them since I saved them. And I can't help but think of that saying, the show must go on, that I couldn't fall apart on the air, that I had to be, you know, the Kimba everyone had, had come to know.
and me, Kimba, I must give a huge, mammoth, big, gigantic thanks to everybody who works here. Zeta, all of my coworkers. My father, heretofore with known as Dadba, who happened to be a regular. You probably heard him often on the Kimba show. Um, he passed away very unexpectedly. And I want to thank everybody here for helping me out like they did. And it's very strange, though. He fell ill after I told him the prices of the U2 tickets. So I'm thinking maybe I ought to call up uh, David Singer or something. Tonight's for Dadba, one of his favorites, Local H, just minutes away. Ooh. I can tell you. I was 100% decimated on the inside. That doesn't mean that that was phony. In fact, my dad would have totally appreciated the U2 killed him joke. Would have loved that. But also being back on the air, being back in my happy place, getting all of the support from my colleagues and listeners calling and the support, it just gave me a sense of comfort and and maybe a little sense of, of normalcy in a a week that had been anything but. And then it was a week later, a week after my father's passing, that Steven Tyler said my name for the first time, which I I talk about also in episodes nine and 10, and talk about that whole connection with that happening and my father's passing. So if you've not yet heard those radio broadcasts, that's episode nine and 10. As I've mentioned, all of the radio broadcasts are titled, the episodes are titled after a song lyric or a song title. And in this case, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is from a song titled Nature Boy, which was first and best recorded by Nat King Cole, who was one of my father's favorite singers. The lyric is, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. I am... Still so thankful to you, the listeners, that I'm celebrating, even though I'm not on the air right now. I'm this to me, this is almost an extension of that. So I'm celebrating 33 years, even a little bit, a little bit longer in the industry, but 33 years on the air. So I thank you so much for that. And I, I happy 85th birthday to the guy who was crass, obnoxious, sarcastic, smart funny, honest, loyal, and most importantly, my dad. He was my rock star. Um, you were taken from me far too soon, but thank you for teaching me the greatest thing I'll ever learn. I hope you're enjoying a concert with Nat and Dean and Perry performing, and yes, I hope you're having a honking big free meal somewhere. <laughs> I love you, Dadba. The show hasn't been the same without you. Thank you for being one of Kimba's Heard. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me, Kimba. Radio broadcast episode 22. The greatest thing you'll ever learn. Video version available at youtube.com slash herkimba. Kimba! <laughs>